This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. On February 6, 1840, an important document was signed at Waitangi, known as Te Tiriti o Waitangi. This document was a covenant between the many hapu of Aotearoa and the British Crown. It acknowledged the ongoing authority of hapu to govern themselves, tino rangatiratanga, and created a new form of governance, kawanatanga, that granted the Crown the right to govern non-Māori. Te Tiriti provides a framework for peaceful coexistence in a rapidly changing world. The story that had led up to this day was one of intrepid journeys, violence, drama and possibility. While there were instances of respectful cultural exchange and friendship, the assumption of superiority by European colonisers led to actions that created misunderstandings and mamai hurt that, for many, continue to this day. These episodes played out featuring a diverse cast of characters whose actions shaped our present day and will continue to reverberate into our future. New Zealand's natural resources were the bait that drew many adventurers down under. By the 1790s, word had got back to Europe about the bountiful supply of sea life in New Zealand, and hundreds of sealers set their sights on this new harvest field. The kikino, fur seal, and rapoka, sea lion, were hunted for their soft pelts, which were fashioned into fur coats, boots, and hats. The ihu korupuku, elephant seal, was sought after for its clean burning oil. The London-based East India Company was behind most sealing expeditions along with some American ventures. Sealing was hard, dangerous work. The sealers themselves were a wild breed of men who often regarded a life on the sea as one free from law and obligations and they were willing to endure the many hardships of such an existence. Many sealers were either convicts who had escaped or ex-convicts who had secured a place on a ship once they had paid their penance. The British had established three penal colonies in the vicinity of New Zealand, Port Jackson, now known as Sydney, Norfolk Island and Hobart. Over time, Tens of thousands of prisoners were transported south and consequently, convicts and ex-convicts became a significant part of the labour force. Killing and skinning seals was physically demanding. Using a wooden club, the sealer would stun the animal with a blow to the snout. A second blow, crushing the skull, or a stab under the flipper with a lance would finish the kill. Once the animal was dead, Oil would be extracted from the blubber by boiling it, and the pelts were preserved by either salting them in casks or pegging them out to dry. The first sealing gang arrived in Dusky Sound, Fiordland, in November 1792. A group of 12 men were put ashore with one year of provisions. Their instructions were to hunt as many seal skins as possible, while also building a ship made of local timber in case their ship did not make it back to collect them. 
life on the southern seas was unpredictable. By the time their ship did return, 10 months later, the gang had experienced extremes of weather and earthquakes. They had harvested 4,500 pelts and almost finished building a schooner. Although they did not have time to finish building the vessel, it was completed in 1795 by a later group. Named Providence, it is the first vessel to be built by non-Māori from New Zealand timber. The sailors only encountered the local iwi Nati Mamoi once and tried to encourage a meeting by leaving gifts out. But the natives of Dusky Sound did not engage. 